just waiting for it to go live. I don't know why it has not gone. Just one second. No problem. Coming live from Wisconsin, USA is our guest this morning. Welcome to this special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And before I move forward, may I request you to subscribe, follow, like, and comment on whichever platform you are watching or listening to this show on. And today we have Daniel Curtsy. CTOS, CTO at Enroll ML, entrepreneur, philosopher, thought leader, podcast host, you know, traveler, and, and whatnots. Uh, welcome to the show, Daniel. Thank you, AJ, for having me. Thank you. Thank you for your time and uh, and giving out your time for us. So just oh, the thought, from thought leader, uh, the thought comes to my mind, uh, Daniel, is how do you manage all this, all this stuff? At the same time, that's uh, I, th I think that's a great place to start, AJ. Uh, I, I think a lot a lot of people that I've talked to over over the years have uh, have asked me the same question, and, and I, it's taken a little bit of reflection. But I think ever since I've been uh, very small, I couldn't help but do uh, many things. So I think I just kind of continue to build on that over life. I have a, a tremendous curiosity for many many things, and I think that's really what drives me. So it's, it's, it's not just, uh, not, not just to learn, but to really find out, um, what, what we can do, you know, what we can do to make the world a better place, what we can do to solve a problem, what we can do to, to, to help people out. You know, I, I think it, it, it just kind of, it kind of continues to grow and grow. So, yeah, yes, Daniel. So you have started companies, global businesses, Worked as an IT consultant. You are a uh, what do you call CTO at a big company, and then you are now writing your first book. So, along with all those experiences, we'll try and understand from you how you and together with we uh, can make the world a better place. And hence, that's the topic today: making the world a better place with Daniel Curtis. Uh, Curtis, sorry, Daniel Curtis. So, Daniel. Today's time, you know, if you look at it, let me put things in different segments, work-wise, business-wise, life-wise, and then we'll talk about your expertise, how we can make our lives a better place. So in terms of work, when we say uh, there is so much of talk about wellness, stress, unemployment, great resignation, and everywhere we are thinking that, you know, we are growing, we are making happier workplaces so why this dichotomy that we see all around people earning better perhaps but not happier yeah i i, I agree with you i think I, I think what always happens is that we we might see things that aren't going well but collectively we don't react to them i, I think it takes more time for that reaction to kick in so 
as we talk about the great resignation, we talk about how employers kind of work with their employees um, or, or don't work with their employees for that matter, um, how we treat each other as, as human beings, as I'd like to refer to it. I, I, I think it always come, it always ends up coming to a head at some point, right? And I think that this in, inflection point has happened. I think it's happened for a few reasons. Uh, but in some ways, I'm glad that it has. Uh, in other ways, you know, there, there's still plenty of things that we can, we can continue to improve. But, uh, you know, I, I certainly... I'm surprised it took this long, right? But we had we had to get into a, a pandemic before people realized that they had right. uh, had some capability to do certain things from certain places, right? And and, and I've worked in the technology industry for a long time, and you know I'd, I'd be living in Korea or something, working in, in in New York, you know, it didn't it didn't really matter where I was, and, and so much as I had access to the internet, right? So, um, but. Yeah, I mean, when when I think about it like that, it's just it's, why does it why does it take so long? I think it takes so long because we're all caught up on our day to day, right? So I, I think, you know, by the time we start talking about it, okay, now we're talking about it here. So the more the, the more that we talk about it, the more we have conversations about things. I think the, the at least the better picture, the, the, the better we can conceptualize it, and the better we can move forward with something hopefully more positive. Okay, so this great resignation, you think that something like this should have come much earlier on when people would have realized their capacities, capabilities, and taken control of their lives in their own hands. Now, now that this has happened, how do you see it? Do you see it a permanent thing or is it just a flash in the pan? Or is it, or will it be back to normal? I, I think it depends on the country uh, a okay. little bit, right? Because there, there are plenty of workers out there and you know th this this is a little bit more of a of, of a complex thought because you can even look at the history of America for example it's, it's been immigrants that kind of pick up the heavier labor if you will um, but but that's a generational effect because by the time you get to the second or third generation then usually their families are, are more wealthy so someone else has to, to fill that burden so there's less of a desire there's more complacency here I think um, and, and there's the, there's this premise where people they I don't know why they don't. Why they don't want to work? I think it's I think it's very generational in that sense, which is kind of why I was laying it out like that. But um, and it's certainly not everybody in, in these generations. But it's certain. It seems like the sentiment has changed. Uh, you know, like like the away from work explicitly, right? So before it might be like, yeah, we have to work. Well, yeah, we have to work because we have to survive, right? Or we have to thrive. We should be trying to thrive, really. But um, we'll we'll save that for later. But ultimately. I, I think it's really that, you know, it's, 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 it's a myriad of things. I don't know that in, in maybe in the U S it's, it's going to be like this for a little bit for sure. India, um, uh, I think in certain sectors, it certainly is, is interesting. I, you know, I follow the, the politics there a little bit too, with the stuff that's happening with the military, um, and, and stuff. So I, I think there, there's some, you know, so <laughs> we all have our problems, right? So, <laughs> right. Right. So Daniel, no, you have been into, you know, uh, technology side of things from very early on, and you have seen things from very close. Now, yes. if you look at our work lives, it has changed. A lot of automation has happened. A lot of technology has come into the way uh, we do work, even in our personal life, in our corporate life. Mm -hmm. And that's why remote working came into and it worked well in some sense, especially during the COVID. But along with so much of technology uh, came different sets of problems. Who is creating these problems at the workplace? Is it the technology or is it 
humans because technology is supposed to bring more time to humans and it should bring more happiness to them uh why is it that there is so much of stress in especially in workplaces there is so much talk of wellness therapists and then you are uh, you are leading to the great resignation how do you see it from a tech- and they blame it on social media that is understandable and to a great extent it is coming down to technology itself how do you see it as a technology person well first i see it as a human being and, and then i think uh, tertiary uh, secondary tertiary is 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 a technologist but i i think we have we have several things at play here and i think you just you summarized it uh, with that question very well aj on on one hand we have technology which is is changing pretty rapidly compared to many things in history so right. when we think about it from personal stress and things at work if the system that you're working on that you were trained on 2 or 3 years ago is constantly changing you know you have to change in your head and and on, frankly it's a it's it's a smaller percentage of the population that's more open to change right from a from a personality perspective that can adapt to that so now we're deviating from that from that path of, of comfort right by by knowing what i do and doing going to work and doing it well and then going home and living my life so th- there is that and I, I think that 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 entropy that rate of change um in, in, in technology over time coupled with social media where we can see what's changing all the time we can we can see we compare ourselves we're human beings so i think i think it kind of boils this up to you know a lot of change uh, a lot of comparison, a lot of self-reflection, uh, probably not. And, you know, <laughs> I think the outcome has been what it is. We, we, we talk about wellness in the workplace. You know, you have therapists, you have all kinds of other stuff. But I, I think uh, first we, we have to stop externalizing problems. You know, it's like I can't say like the, the therapist not going to solve the world's problems. I got to start with myself. Right. So um, maybe, maybe they'll help you solve that problem. But I think it depends on the problem you're trying to solve, right? But I, I think from 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 a techno from a technology perspective, should it make people happy? Should technology make people happy? I can't make I, I can write the best software in the world. I don't know if it's going to make half people happy, half people upset, right? It depends on it depends on how they look at it. It's a, it's a perception problem, right? Hey, did, did 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 we just change how people work completely? Hey, that could be viewed as a threat, right? That could be an existential threat to somebody. That's going to raise the anxiety way up for sure. Now, on the other hand, maybe it maybe it helps us focus on things that we don't need as much manpower on, and that manpower can be used in a more effective way, right? So, it, it, it's this eternal balancing act that we're having to play, and we're having to play it at a more rapid pace than we ever have. And if we go back to the previous point, where the uh, you know so, so, you know like where we're talking about kind of how we got here at the Great Resignation. Right. I think people kind of fed up with that a little bit. Right. It's like, ah, how, how much can I deal with that? I don't I, it's not worth my time. I can just work remotely. I can do whatever. And and and, and they just, you know, why? I, I think a lot of people are asking why, like, what, why am I working 50 or 60 hours a week? Why? Why am I dealing with all this stress? And, right. and here we are again at that inflection point. So. Right. So tell me the difference between the technology, two types of technologies that you worked in. One was the things that you worked at. Harley Davidson and the present technology in our workspaces, one makes people happy, one not does not make people that much happy. Means why can't technology be, you know, the same thing everywhere? Uh, technology should be an enabler. Why is it that people 
or governments have to tell that listen you cannot ask your employees to see emails you check emails after a certain time in the evening mm -hmm. and more and more demands are happening on this front there are so many communication tools you can all real time and still we have lost communication with the man in the next cubicle <laughs> yeah I, yeah and we are communicating we are writing to them uh, in group chats and or you just don't get up from your seat and talk to the man next to you it it's i, I think the social elements played into that a little bit the, uh, but it's, it's weird right it's like the more connected we got the less human we got like we lost that human touch that human interaction right and right. I, I i think that's bad I think I, don't, I think it's also bad when we can't talk to each other about things, and, and not, not everything's always going to be positive, right? But we should want to reach uh, some kind of agreement or solution. And uh, without communication, we're not going to get anywhere. Like you, you stop communication, that's how wars start. It could be at the personal level, it could be at the societal level, you know, what, whatever it is. But historically, that's the case. And you know, from 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 uh, you know, wh where I've been uh, and what I've seen and how I've seen this play out, it, it's. It, it's always pretty similar, right? It's it's kind of human nature. We, you know, I, when I have, um, and and it's funny that you bring this up, right? So there's there's you know laws that you know people are trying to put in place where you can't respond to email after a certain time period or whatever it is. It's like, how many laws do we need to to rule our life, right? Um, right. It, it seems kind of silly to me. Um, what I love is on the computer. If you configure your notification settings, this could be on Windows, it could be on a Mac, whatever suppress notifications after work hours right, <laughs> I, mean, that's it. Uh, right. I, I i i can give you a link to add to this to this uh, recording if you want on how to do that yes. i do that and if, if it's really an emergency people have my phone number right because you have to and i think so i think that's what what what's kind of happened here is that the more people got to work remotely right the more that they're connected then then they don't get away from the work and then the stress continues to go up because there's only so long you can do that. You have to, so people, I've encouraged people to find outlets and, and do things they enjoy, hang out with people that they, that they appreciate, that they love, you know? And I, I think that that helps to balance you out mentally. And, and then you're, you're, you're a better worker, you're a better father, husband, wife, whatever it may be. Right. And, and every, everybody benefits from that. Okay. So let's find a solution. Let's bring a change to this thing that you are known for, you know, bringing out a change in this, workspace uh, workspace that we yeah. are in so how do we do that uh, how does uh, one change uh, the present situation at our workplaces uh, do we need more technology again i think we need to adapt how we use technology aj so you know again like with the example that i just gave i i suppress notifications uh, on all my devices for work um, after a certain time, like after five or 6 p.m., depending on the day. And I don't allow notifications to hit until I start my day uh, at eight. And frankly, I've even found that my efficiency has gone up greatly if I block off times during the day where I suppress notifications. So maybe from like 10 to 12, I only focus on things that I have to focus on. Because, and frankly, I don't know, if, and I'm sure this happens to other people, but I, will, I, I have an, inst instinctually, I want, if I see an email, and I know the answer to it, and I can. I, I want to get it immediately. I want to do that immediately. But guess what? I just did. I took away from all the thought that I just had on whatever task I was already doing, and I just prolonged my day, right? Because it's going to take me a few minutes to get back to where I was, 
if something else doesn't come up again and again and again. So I, mean, I, I think I think changing how we work is, is more important. I think that uh, I, I really appreciate the notification disable <laughs> because that, that's really helped me. And I, 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 I was the person who I couldn't get away from my phone. Like I, if I go on vacation, I'm so connected to everything that I'm doing. It takes me like a week to get into vacation mode <laughs> mentally. Right. Because I'm so, so much going. Right. And, and I, I, so I kind of, my wife jokes, she's like, we need to go on vacation for two weeks so you can have one week off, you know, like, <laughs> right. But uh, right. anyway, so right. I, I don't think technology maybe, maybe is the solution, but I think how we use technology should be the solution. And I think that at, at the same time, everybody should remember that we're all human beings, right? We, we, we all have, um, it, it's not so simple, right? We don't just put robot in front of computer and say use technology, right? So it, it, we have to, we have to remember that. And everybody's, right. everybody's different. I mean, again, we're all human, but we're all different. We, we think differently. We have different perception and, and we just need to account for that. Businesses, leaders, managers, they need to account for that. They need to understand that, you know, everybody kind of work a little bit differently, but that doesn't mean they're not working. Right. right. We're not getting where we need that. The end, the, the desired end isn't being attained. So, right. Right. Be so, reasonable. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> so let's move from workplaces to now businesses. And again, you have seen it. You have uh, you, are, you are an entrepreneur. You have yes. seen businesses from very close and you own certain uh, number of businesses yourself. So if we look at global businesses, the small businesses, startups and it's the time of unicorns a lot of unicorns are coming in and then after some time they fly into oblivion i don't know why mm -hmm. you know for whatever reasons only a few make it to the ground yep in terms of all these businesses they have their own sort of problems and the biggest problem in today's time is related to work but everybody talks about you know my team is not motivated enough. So they bring in more technology, uh, more eyes on their employees, more, you know, supervision or control, you can say, of their team, your employees. And there are so many apps, apps for everything, you know. Mm -hmm. And in this backdrop, how, what do you suggest? You are an expert on handling teams, creating teams, that how does one get the best out of their team? What is the best way to do that? What I'll do they need to change? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, the absolute worst thing that you can do if you want to have a, a team that you want to have a team that's motivated and you want to you want to unify and go, go in a direction. I mean, one, micromanage every single person like the, that, that is the worst thing that you can do, because what you're saying is I hired you, but I don't trust you to do what it is that I hired you to do. So I'm going to sit here and tell you what to do 24 seven, right? How, how, how are you going to get anywhere in life like this? Right. We it, it's I've never seen an organization thrive and be successful when that's the mentality. The problem is that that mentality comes from people who can't see this far in front of their face. So some, sometimes it works. So, so, some I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's never, never, ever justified. Sometimes you got to train people. Right. But I, I, I would draw that line very clearly. There's a difference between training someone how to do what it, what's expected at work and 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 micromanaging everything they do uh, the other thing that you can't have is you 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 can't have um i, ca I call it the veil uh, but let me explain that a little bit right so yeah yeah it 
every everywhere that I've ever been, I've been as transparent as humanly possible with everybody that has worked with me, with everybody that, and I'm, I'm grateful for everyone that has worked with me and that continues to do so. And I, sometimes things are good. Sometimes they are not good. And it's not a matter of good or bad. We're going to have both. It's life. It's how, do, how are we going to handle these problems? How can we handle these problems? You know, I've worked with teams of, you know, four or five people up to, you know, three, 400. And it, it didn't matter. It, it was, if, if we're transparent, if, if I'm not micromanaging people, if I set clear expectations of what, what, what we're doing, a vision, what we're doing, how we need to get there. And I think, I think specifically, AJ, the, the vision piece is, is lacking sometimes. And you, you talked about, you know, there's some unicorns. There's only a few that make it. There, there's product market fit, right? There is time to market. There are the actual ability, uh, ability to execute and deliver. A lot of that is, is hiring the right people at the right time. A lot of that is managing your money, managing your cash flow, having the right investors involved. I mean, it's, it's a complex scenario. But if we just focus on the team element, right? Be transparent with people, be open, have a vision, communicate, overly communicate that vision, let people know what their part in that vision is, right? And then we're all moving that direction together. And don't hide things, good or bad, from your team, but communicate the strategy for how you're going to solve the, the, the bad and, and, and certainly recognize everyone who's contributing heavily to your, to your end. And I, I, that, That's how I've always done it, you know, and obviously I'm summarizing it here for this conversation, but... And I, I think I think if people really spend more time on on those things, uh, right, they'll right, find Daniel. success. But, right, right. So Daniel, this micromanagement stuff. You know, if it were a small business where somebody is uh, not very trusting his or her employees, uh, one or two businesses can be understood. But why is it almost like spreading like a pandemic? It's global phenomenon. Every I see that companies want to keep track of even every moment that you spend on yeah. your computers, even the time that you spend away from the computer and even going to the bathroom maybe. Why is it so? And why is it uh, that evolved companies, big companies, global companies, and global, you know, leaders, yep. you know, corporate leaders, they are seeing it happening they have publicly they may speak something else but things are moving towards more control of employees even in places where they talk of you know independence freedom uh, expression and all that stuff now how do you see that and how does you know what your thoughts on global business operations yeah hey, this is an excellent point aj and the first thing that comes to mind is there's a lack of trust. There's a lack of trust with, with the employees and, and therefore there will also be a lack of trust in the management that reciprocates. This is human nature. And it, it, you could hear it in conversations with people. Oh, they, they, they don't trust me or oh, they don't think I can do this or whatever it is. They start to sow that seed of doubt. And, and all, all it does is cause resentment to, to, to go up. And then you have employees that, again, are completely unmotivated to the end that they actually desire. And it's because you're treating people like toddlers as opposed to, you know, adults, um, people who are willing and capable to work. Um, and what, what I would like to see happen in that case is for these people to, to go find companies to work for that don't treat them like that. All right. I, I think there's plenty of them out there. But 
another in- interesting observation here is there's this overarching t- uh, trend of autocratic thought that seems pervasive across various cultures and societies in the world right now. And I think that the same trust, the lack of trust in the citizen, the lack of trust in the employee, right? How can I trust you to make a decision? You're paying me to make the decision. So if you can't trust me to make the decision, then maybe I'm in the wrong place, right? Uh, And I've had some hard conversations with my employers in the past, and usually we can work through those just by having those conversations. I think it comes down to that. I mean, why? I can't fathom any other any other reason, AJ, other other than those two things, because it doesn't make sense if you actually want to to grow and be successful, right? So, it, it, does it mean that humans, if they get some tool to control other humans, they will get down to that? Because earlier there was not, mm. and there was so much of trust, even global companies. Which had operations globally. Yes, it. it I, I, I agree with that statement. I think that those tool, the reason that those tools exist, are because there's a demand for those tools to exist. Which means someone's going to pay for it, and someone's going to pay for it because they have that perception that these people aren't doing what I think they should be doing, or that they have to work, you know, eight hour, nine hours a day without getting up to go to the bathroom or, or eat the lunch or whatever it is, you know. And I, I think. That, that that level of micromanagement, you know, it's 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 insane to me, because okay, okay. So to a sense. to a technology person like you, uh, let me ask this question: You are a master of machine learning, so now machines are learning. You know, mm-hmm. they are learning about humans, and humans are forgetting so-called you can say humanity. So what are humans learning if they are not? You know, forgetting something else. Obviously, your mind space has to be for something. So, what are humans learning, or they need to learn? I, I think that one, we need to learn about the humanities specifically. I mean, if you, if if you go and you do something, you have machines learning, as you say. We 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 to to what end do they learn, right? And and we can't lose we can't lose grasp of that ethical thread as we continue to evolve. And I, I think that's a very serious consideration. And, and I say that as someone who has written uh, artificial intelligence patents, I say that as someone who has worked with machine learning for the past you know, seven, seven years, seven or eight years. Um, and I, not just working with it personally, but also reading and staying abreast of the industry and even the you know, quantum computing technologies, et cetera. I mean, it's, there's always this moral ethical dilemma, and I think I, I, it kind of goes back to the higher education thing as well that I think of. And I, I think that we we kind of got away from what the origin of, of higher education should be, which was to teach us how that we can live well together, right? The, the humanities, the ethics, et cetera. So I, I, we cannot lose sight of that. We really can't. That's my advice. Right, Daniel. Right. So we have covered work places. We have covered business. Now let's try to look at life itself. So what do you understand after you have traveled extensively? You love pets. You have seen even pets from very close. You have understood them. Uh, you have and you understand machines. You have also worked with so many people. So you understand human beings also. And in your own ways, you are trying to bring as much difference to this world that we are presently in. 
so what have you understood after understanding all different facets of life and human beings and machines and animals what do you think humans want out of this life i like this question give me you, you you make me think about aj i i uh i you observe behavior i mean humans make machines machines act like humans right it's it's like even the computer operates like human. It's either this or it's that. It's comparative. Like that's how the human mind works, right? That's how we don't. We like you. You don't hold up. Is this a pen? Yeah, it's it is a pen. But like if 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 you're not knowing that it's a pen, it's like it's either a pen or it's not a pen, right? Like that. That's how your mind works. You know, from a psychology perspective. Uh, but which which is interesting. It's like if you look at a picture of an animal. Is that a cat or not a cat? You train the computer the same way. You train the AI model the same way. Like learn is that is that a cat or is it not a cat, <laughs> right? right? So, so one the observation is that the machines that we make are, are in a way modeled after the way that we think. Uh, pets, you know, the animals that, that live around us. I, I, I think that I think that they exist well, uh, generally. And I I wonder sometimes what what drives us what what's what's driven me is curiosity right so i i i can't think of a moment where i wasn't like, like i wasn't grateful to be alive i'm all, i've always you know i i, I think this I, I was talking to someone the other day about it you know they were like oh, what do you value i said creation i value creation i value the ability to create the ability to to live to to solve problems to talk to people to to learn i mean this is like this this magnificent thing if you really sit around and think about it right i mean here, I mean, let, let alone we're 6,600 miles away from each other, probably, right? Having this conversation. Right. Okay. Right. Fantastic. So that's technology do, doing something beneficial right now. Um, but take a step back. We, 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 we are human. You, you grew up uh, the, so far away. We lived in different cultures, different experiences. We get to have different perceptions. We get to share with each other. We get to tell our stories. We get to learn. We can appreciate. I, I don't know what the end is for everybody, AJ. But I know the end for me is is the joy of life, right? So that that's the way that I look at it, and you know, I, I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. So I, I found that I, I can't say that I find that that I can. Uh, I would probably be projecting if I said that animals felt the same way because I'm not uh, what, what what I would be comparing to. But you know, I, I certainly you, you see patterns of behavior in in, in certain animals, and it, and it really makes you makes you think <laughs> for sure. Right, right, Daniel. So, after all these experiences, what is one thing if you would like to change about the world? Mm. You can share with us. You know, it's funny, AJ. Actually, I ask this question to everybody that I've ever interviewed. I've interviewed hundreds of people. I ask the same question to everybody. Um, that's an interesting question, too. My my answer to this was that I would remove hatred. As, as, a, as a technology as a yeah. technology person, would you remind rewire humans' brains? Would I re re rewire humans' brains? No, no, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I I I think that from from my observation, human brains are quite capable. How do we orient them? I think is is the problem, right? Um, but honestly, I I. I 
I, I used to say that I would remove hatred from the hearts of men because I think it, 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 it hatred and uh, a lot of things go sideways very quickly. Right. And, and, and there's many places I've traveled in the world. Um, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of things, good and bad. And, uh, I'm glad that I have seen both, but it's, it's made, it's made me wanting to find a better way, uh, for, for people. And I, I think if, if I would change one thing, I think it's really going to be for people to see the world for what it is, right? It's opportunity for us to do, to, to live, to create, to do all these things, right? And, and, and if, we, if we live only in our own mind, in our own world, um, we don't interact with people. We don't try to, we don't try to do something greater. We don't, we don't grab that, that journey, right? So the hero's journey, if you know, some, some people know uh, the reference. But again, I think we all kind of live that story, and it's, it's our story to live. And when we, we, we want to live it to the fullest, I've, I've thought about this even more. It, it was more about uh, some people would say, oh, we need to remove suffering from the world. I, I think we need to take it a step further. I, I want to see the best of everybody in the world. I, you know, like what is that potential that can be reached? How, how, can, how can we pull that potential? How can we pull them to their potential? How do we make them the best that they can be? How do we make every single person? Will the world not be a magnificent place if we're doing that? Right? So... That's what I would change, AJ. Right, right. Daniel, at the end of the day, good or bad, you know, whatever it is, all are humans. And inherently, every human is good. But a lot of them struggle for whatever reasons in their personal lives, mm -hmm. in their jobs, in businesses. Everybody has have their own worries. Now, what would you advise in a general sense to someone who is struggling down in their path of life? I would say I'm, a, I'm more of an existentialist philosophically. Um, I, I firmly believe that people have the potential. They have potential to be good. They have the potential to be evil, as, as you would compare them. Um, and I think it's up to, up to us to choose the path that we want to be. So if, if you're struggling in your life, in, 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 your, in your place, wherever you are, you know, I, and there are many, we, many reasons why people can fall into this category. It's some of the reasons maybe we talked about at the beginning of the show. Um, many, many we will not. Um, but generally speaking, Understand the situation you're in, how you got there. Set a goal. Move towards that goal. Like clear everything out of the way and go towards that goal, right? And, and I think you'll start to find success because what happens is when you move towards a better version of yourself, when you move down that path, once you start moving, it's hard to stop you, right? But starting seems to be the most difficult uh, element for, for most people. So think about what you want to do. And think about all the reasons in the world why you don't want to, why you wouldn't do it. Because I guarantee you, you could come up with a million. There's any, there's innumerable number of reasons why you wouldn't do something, right? Sometimes they're valid, but if it's something that's going to change your life for the better, then you, then my advice to you is start stepping forward. Because all the only you only need one reason. It's because you want to do it. It's you. You have to want it. 
right daniel so you see when you become a better version of yourself then you don't think about yourself you think about others agreed like you are trying to do as best as possible to make the world a better place you are alone you have seen life so you understand yes. that even a single person can make a huge difference if, but a if, lot of people are you know they have not seen life the way you have seen what do you tell that person in in history we can look back we can see how one person has negatively affected hundreds of millions of people through death and destruction right you know that you could it, it, anywhere you people love to say hitler stalin mao you could think of all of these leaders who killed millions of people in opposition there's plenty of, of death and destruction going on right now all around us right and these people get uh in in the memory of the history books forever why can't we do the same thing but for the betterment of mankind it seems simple to me we, we need to want that we want to see i want the best for everybody I don't hire somebody because I, I don't always hire people because they're the best for the role. I hire them because I see the potential in them and I want to show them that they can do it. Right. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. It's, again, it's up to the individual. They have to choose. Right. But I tell you what, it works more times than it doesn't. That that is that is certain from, from my experience. Identifying that is, is apparently difficult, though. So I, I, I don't know why more people don't do it. It's easier right, to point the blame. I, 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 so I, 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 I could probably sum it up like this, AJ. I think it's easier to point the blame on someone else than it is to accept what we've done and how we, can, how we should be making it better, right? The first time, I'll tell you a, just a quick story. The first time yeah. I went to India, I flew into Delhi from Bangkok at uh, midnight. It was very dark and it looked very nice from the plane. Um, got through the airport, walked outside. It was like 110 degrees outside. My eyes were burning. <laughs> it was like midnight, right? <laughs> uh, and so I was a shock. I get to the hotel. It's like the nicest place. It's like what is it all marble, right? It's like one of the nicest hotels I've ever been in my life. It's in a um, uh, where was it? Uh, Gurgaon, um, and, and outside of Delhi, and it was great. And I woke up in the morning and I looked out the window. Yeah, I couldn't see this because it was nighttime. And as far as I could see in every direction, there were people living in tents on the side of the street, right? And in that moment, I thought to myself, I said, "Why? Why am I here and they're there? What's the difference? Honestly, like, well, what's the difference?" Well, it's, it's a different life path that I have than they have, but it doesn't mean that they're not capable or that, that they're not worth something that, you know, we're, again, we're all human beings. So then I thought, okay, there, there's, there's extensive poverty, but there's expensive poverty all over the world for many reasons. How can we fix that? You know, so I thought, okay, I will do whatever I can to help people pull themselves out of poverty. And I've been fortunate enough to be in a position where we, we've been able to start, uh, you know, I own a company, we own a company in India, and we're able to employ people and pay them very well for all types of job roles. And we've been, I'm grateful. I'm very grateful because we've been able to expand that and it gets very mutually beneficial because I mean, I, I think of the number of people that we're able to pull out of poverty that are completely capable of working, contributing to, to society, to business problems, to, to all, all kinds of things. Okay. And it, it's just been, it, it was eye opening for me. It was enlightening. And I, I really, I'm really focused on that element specifically, but yeah, I, I think of things that I can control, right? I can control, how how i interact with people right i can control the people that i hire the the things that we can sell how we can solve problems 
our willingness to communicate openly and, and, and to always, not every conversation is going to be a happy conversation, but the idea there is that we're, we should be trying to find our common good, right, that we can move towards, that, that we can understand each other, and then that we can, you know, continue to move forward. Right, Daniel. I think we have covered quite some ground, a lot of topics, and all of them you have given a great insights, understanding into how we can change. And one thing I've understood from you is that one should try and do as best as possible and within their within their capacity, but they can always they always have within them to make that difference, just like you are doing it. I firmly believe that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. I know it's past midnight there. So, okay. No, it's fine. I, 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 yeah. I, I, I get all my good work done at night, AJ. You know, if I, if I work on my book, then it's always at night. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your new new book, it's it's uh, coming soon. You know. Uh, yeah, we're working. What yeah. what is tell us about that book? In fact, uh, and the podcast. You are a podcast host, also. You have a yes. uh, you know a great podcast yourself. The unknowing. Yes, yes. So th thank you, AJ. Yeah, we have uh, I have a podcast called the All Unknowing. It's the All We're really focused on uh, societal and cultural issues, uh, some of which we kind of touched on a little bit here, but there, there's plenty uh, to discuss. And uh, I, 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 I always make things more complicated than needed. So I'm actually working on two books at the same time. So uh, okay. The problem was I had a, I had a, a great list of uh, ideas that I keep up with and thoughts, and then I organize them in all my notes, and then I'm pulling the notes together. So one is called um, The Fallacy of Doctrine, and it's more of a philosophical work, uh, and covering um, some ideological doctrine throughout history and, and, and the fallacies that they actually that we could go back and reflect on and see, and that there's a very common trend in <laughs> that that mode of thinking right. and the outcomes that right. they produce, right? Um, and the other one is uh, called manufacturing tyranny, because it seems like we've manufactured the situation that we find ourselves in right now. Right. So, so when 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 is your uh, first book uh, coming? Uh, that's a good question. I was hoping to uh, have it by uh, January, twenty twenty three. So. Okay. Okay. And about your podcast, how do how can people listen to it? It means I will put a lot of things on the description, YouTube description, but, you know, yes. listening from you is, uh, you know, straight away from the man himself. <laughs> yeah, AJ. So uh, we, we're on every major platform. It could be uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, uh, Overcast. Um, we have a, a very significant following on Overcast, which I'm, again, very grateful for. And also, we have a YouTube channel as well. So if you, if you look up The All Unknowing on any of those platforms, you'll find us. And again, the website is also theallunknowing.com. Great. Great, Daniel. Thank you so much, uh, indeed, for all your time. Thank you, know, you, as and well, thank you so much for all the knowledge that I have gained. A lot of people have understood uh, and gained a lot of insights into humans, uh, into working places, and into you know how they can make their lives better. So thank you once again. On this note, it's a wrap on this edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you. Thank you.